Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3 Episode 2 is called The Ensigns of Command. So full spoilers for the episode as always. This episode sees the Enterprise in a bit of a pickle as they're in this uh, treaty, or the Federation have got this treaty with this alien race called the Shalik and they're going to colonize this planet that they, you know, the the treaty has agreed that this is in their domain, that they, they have the rights to this planet. However, this alien race have found that there are humans living on it, which seems, should be impossible because the conditions on the planet should make it uh, uninhabitable for humans. But the Enterprise are going to check out what's going on. The Shalik have given them three days to basically get everyone off because this alien race are kind of... They see themselves as higher beings and they have no problems with exterminating the humans. If anything, they're seeing this as a, a, a nice courtesy that they're letting them have a chance of... I assume this was part of the treaty. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, this is the other thing we find out is that they're very strict about laws and rules. Like, anything that's in the treaty as is, is a rule is like they'll fall to the T and they'll be not... And this is ultimately how they're defeated later as Picard finds a clause that will help them get by some time. Oh, there's always a loophole. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're not unwilling to negotiate. You know, doing anything that's going off the books is like a, a, abhorrent to them. They don't want to hear about it. But because it's uninhabitable, they send data down to sort of try and like, you know, tell everyone they need to evacuate and convince everyone. So it's a bit of a data episode and he gets to be the, the sole member of the crew who goes down to these people who don't want to leave. The leader of this group have has no interest in leaving you know we, generations ago or, or you know ancestors well ancestors. i don't think it was that long it was like grandparents yeah okay well what yeah the I grandparents mean, technically still ancestors but yeah i was yeah. just trying to think of the word for you know because it's not descendants i feel like descendants you can use no matter how how big uh, a gap you're talking but there's no like short-term ancestor we need to create a word. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, let me have ancestor. Uh, but he talks about uh, how oh, they, they bled for this, they, they sweat for this, all, all this stuff. And we're not giving it up. But of course, the Shalik are like, no, if I've not gone in three days, we're just going to kill everyone. <laughs> They're all dead. Uh, nothing you can do about it. So data has to try and talk them into this and talk and convince them why they have to leave. Meanwhile, on the Enterprise, where they can get everyone up because the, the the force field around it well not force field but the natural like radiation radiation of the planet means it's impossible to transport uh anyone they ask to take a shuttle down for the record just to yeah, stop transports are down phases are down phases are down and so they can't they can't beam people up take it get, moving the the i think it was like 1500 or maybe even fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand, yeah moving all them via the shuttles they've got in the enterprise would take it was like months i think they said it was like four weeks and three days yeah um and the reinforcements from federation to give them more shuttles would make it much quicker but not, they can't get there for three weeks so yeah. it because on the ship it becomes about picard trying to convince the aliens to let them have three weeks which they're not having and it does lead to a pretty glorious scene actually uh, later on it's a little bit repetitive and a lot of it is they try and talk to the aliens the aliens say no and hang up <laughs> that's but that happens like two or three times but the scene where picard finally gets to do it to them is kind of wonderful <laughs> it is yeah there's there's a few really good moments before that as well that like that i really like uh I think it's like the second time they get hung up on, which is where they're actually on the other ship and they just get teleported back to their own ship. Mm -hmm. 
And Riker's like, well, I guess they hung up on you again. It's like, yep. Yeah, it was effectively the same thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, they find this, you know, they're looking through all the rules and all that, and Picard finds the things, like, oh, here we go, like, we have to get a mediator, and he picks the mediator, but he, he picks the, the, the race that he knows are in hibernation and won't be out of hibernation for six months, so he's like, well, we can wait six months for the mediator, or you can give him my three weeks, and he just hangs up. And what the best part about it is it doesn't cut away, it just stays with Picard and everyone on the bridge as Picard just sort of slowly Wonderful. paces yeah just with a little, little, almost a grin on his face just walking around and Riker just sort of looking up at him with a cheeky grin on his face knowing that Picard's enjoying this and then you get you know incoming call but and then, he's just 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 kind of look, looking around at the ceiling just yeah, you know yeah. casual yeah he, he lets it ring like however many times before you fail says okay Mr. Worf patch them through <laughs> like, he makes them wait he makes them sweat just a little bit and the aliens just go this will be accepted and then just hang up again. And Riker's like, you enjoyed that, didn't you? He's like, bloody right I did. <laughs> so that was that was a delightful scene. Uh, I actually laughed at the start as well, because the, the opening scene before the, the plot proper starts happening is that O'Brien's in a string quartet in the, you know, in the, 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 the bar area. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, and he's with some, you know, some no-name red shirts, and they're getting ready to play. And in walks Data with his with his violin. Uh, someone's going to correct me and say it's like a, actually a fiddle or whatever. I don't know. I can't tell them apart. Right. Like a violin to me, and I play the damn thing. Exactly. Connor knows what he's doing. Uh, so he comes out and he tells, and Picard and Crusher are there, and he's like, "Hey, you should probably get you know, come for the performance after this that I'm not in because I'm not very good." And he gives them a reason why they, why he's he's going to suck. He's, he's he's technically proficient. He just has no soul. Yeah. And they try and explain to him that, you know, sometimes there's such a thing as being too honest and you should just go for it. And But what made me laugh in this scene is Picard gets the call from Riker that there's, a, there's an issue on the bridge, he has to go. So he gets up and leaves the room while Data's playing and Data just looks over. He looks like a child watching his dad leave his performance. It's almost like like someone's leaving and disgusted at how bad it is, but it's like yeah. it was your own parent doing it. <laughs> it's quite funny. And Data's just like looking over like... But not not, not getting emotional because he's there, right? But like... He's just confused. Yeah, you can see it in his face. It's beautiful. Um, there's a lot... Of, do you know what? It's not an overly funny episode, but there's like three or four funny scenes. The other one that really made me laugh is that when everything starts going on the, on the Enterprise and they call in Jordan, uh O'Brien into the, the ready room and they're like, right, because obviously Jordy's the, the head engineer, O'Brien's the, the transporter dude, right? And he's like, okay, what we're about to say... You, you, I don't want to hear this is impossible. You're just going to have to accept this and try and do it, right? We need you to find a way to get the transporter working even with the radiation field. And Jordy even goes, but that's going to be... Imp- okay, Captain. <laughs> and they do the walkout. And that's not, the, that's not the funny scene. I'm just saying that's just a setup, right? The scene that made me laugh in this sort of C plot, we'll call it, if it's even that, because it's only a couple of scenes, is there's a couple of scenes of the transporter room where they're, they're testing on like metal objects, right? And they're coming back kind of deformed and whatever. The second time we see this, right, they've just been one, and it's not quite as deformed as the first one, but it's clearly still not working. Picard yeah. comes in, and it's all just one shot, right? And you've got O'Brien, you've got Jordy, and Wesley's also in there helping, I guess, just being a helper. He's just kind of there, yeah. not making a nuisance of himself for once. And Picard walks in, it says, how goes it, uh, you know, LaForge? And he's like, about as well as you'd expect, sir. He's like, ah, 
very good and just walks back out and they all just stand there just confused like we don't know what to do <laughs> i just i don't know it really made me laugh they just it was that and then the final beat to this was quite funny as well oh yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah everything's just been solved we've got the three weeks and he comes up and goes i think we've got it we'll just need a hundred years and a team of technicians is <laughs> like let's just delay that for now <laughs> I, I, would it almost be funny if he came up and said we've cracked it and then Picard would just go oh we don't need it anymore we've got the we've got the three weeks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so credit over credit Stuart a lot of the subplots in this somehow ended up being quite funny uh, so that is fair the main plot with Data on the planet uh, it's not bad I, I think it suffers from what some Star Trek episodes suffer from where the characters of the week who are on the, the planet they're on are just kind of uninteresting and don't really they don't accomplish much beyond what they're there to do plot wise kind of thing no they're just kind of there they're a bit bland aren't they yeah Data's kind of got a love interest who clearly has a crush on him and you know when she kisses him to try and like sort of kind of hype him up so that he'll, he'll try and convince everyone that they have to they have to go and why it's dangerous he kind of deduces why she did that. He's like, well, it's either affectionate or it's this or it's that. But given the context, it was probably to to motivate me. It was to say, hey, here's some courage. And at the end of the episode, when he's leaving on the shuttle and she's kind of sad because, you know, she's getting the feeling that Data doesn't really have feelings for her. He kisses her. It's like, you know, why did you do that? And he's like, well, like, you, you looked upset and that seemed to be the thing that would make you not be upset. And she kind of laughs, but she's also di- di- dying on the inside because... The, the the you know she wants more than anything for data to be a real boy <laughs> and data and data is just not not giving it so yeah. uh you know kind of kind of a uh you know a sad ending for that little part of the plot but uh you know data sure enough you know at one point the the main guy knocks out data with like a, a stun rod thing uh data does convince some of them and there's a bit of a, a war of words i, I guess threatens them into it Kind of, well, the point he makes is not bad though, because he, he kind of like shows what a phaser can do, and then says, "Look, the 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 things that are coming have got weapons much greater than this, and that was on stun. But they're going to come and they're going to annihilate you. Like you're helpless if you stay here. Yeah, um, and they're going to do it from orbit, not down here where you can actually fight back. Yeah, and it was it was I think in terms of being logical, it was a very logical way of showing them things which so it works for data it works for his like does, thought yeah. process which is nice so i i think that's that element was good it just it just wasn't super i think entertaining to actually watch these data scenes on the planet i agree and i think it, it retroactively made that opening scene with the you know the, the quartet feel a little bit clunkier because it's like oh look we're setting up the theme here and i'm like it's kind of just enjoyable enough on its own you know as the joke with picard leaving yeah. And here it was like it became like incredibly relevant with hey look you know don't be too honest and I'm like yeah yeah I mean I like the final scene in the Enterprise though when Picard's listening to the the recording of the, of the music that Data mm. played and says to him that because Data's like ah yes you know I just copied the style of you know these these composers these these players and it doesn't really mean anything he's like well yeah but you weave two different styles together like if that's not creativity then then what is like that that's you you did that. Uh, and it sounds good. It doesn't sound like a, a hodgepodge. It sounds like, you know, because obviously there's the old argument that, that any form of art is, at least certainly at this point, is an amalgamation of all the other artwork that you love already. It, it's it's kind of been done before in some form or another. Yeah. Like, like every everyone, like every new person's art is essentially a great sense of what they like previously, uh, kind of like together and molded and, yeah. and so on and so on. And that's essentially what data's done here in the simplest possible terms. 
Uh, not to say that it was easy. <laughs> it would be easy for anyone that's not a robot, maybe. Maybe Data can do it easily because he's all numbers yeah, and maybe he can, whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was kind of it was, it was a nice beat to end on. Yeah, nothing nothing wrong. I, I, I thought it was a good use of characters this episode of, like, you know, we had Crusher in the opening scene and it was she was relevant there, but they didn't feel the need to give her a plot. O'Brien was just, again, nicely around being there as the sort of steady face that we, we see every so often. It's it's nice to have someone at that level where they're not like a main character at this point. They're not really, you know, someone you really know a lot about, but it's just recognisable that, okay, hey, there's there's someone there that we can rely on it to be in that area of the ship. Yeah, we talked about how we were seeing more of him in season two and how he was getting more a lot of moments. And it is nice to know that he eventually becomes a main character, if not in this show on Deep Space Nine. He, he kind of deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the best because the act was someone who who I know can do it because he, you know, he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like Yeah, yeah, but uh, like, yeah, in the sense that he, he he's putting in his time, he's working up in a really natural way, right? Like yeah. he, he was introduced as a nothing. Like he was he was a red shirt for all intents and purposes. And then he got a couple of lines and just a little bit of banter and dialogue and, and now it's like, okay, I know what to expect from him. I know what he's like. Which is really it. which is really funny we consider the guy who was the head engineering for a couple of episodes in season one got fired because he tried to artificially make himself seem more important because he wanted a bigger role in the show. Uh, well, I think I read someone sitting in the comments that back back in this episode when we did it that he'd fake like fan mail or something for himself to try and show that he was <laughs> like he was a bigger deal and he should be on the show more. Um, and it's funny to me that along comes O'Brien and he like naturally. I mean, it takes a long time, but he naturally over several seasons becomes this staple and ultimately will get a, a, a sort of role, a main role on another show. It's just yeah, like he's definitely a a regular recurring supporting character at this point. Yeah, which I'm sure the actor was like, "Hey, it's reasonably steady paycheck, if nothing else, right?" Oh sure, and this is probably right before he did Under Siege One. <laughs> Sounds about right in the timeline. <laughs> That's the first thing I knew from. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff uh, over the years. Uh, yeah. mo- most recent thing I probably saw him in was, uh, I mean, this is a few years ago now. But like the uh, Alan Partridge movie, Alpha Papa, he was the yeah, was he, in that? he was the villain in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not an Alan Partridge fan. I wasn't before that movie, but that movie made me a believer. Uh, so you know, to be honest, I think I'm just not really a big Steve Coogan fan. That's the thing. I, I wouldn't say I am. Like you know, whenever he's with Rob Brydon, I prefer Rob Brydon. Like it's night oh, and hands day. Down, yeah. But like. You know, like I, I, I thought some of his Alan Partridge stuff was really funny, and then I do think I saw. I mean, I've not seen it since I was a kid, but I remember like he did a movie called The Parole Officer, where he assembled a team of all because he was a parole officer. And he, had, he assembled a team of all of his like parolees to like do a heist, and it was like a there was a decent comedy. I remember at, at the time, but I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen that since I was like twelve or thirteen. So don't. So, so it could be terrible. <laughs> it could be terrible. I, I may be misremembering that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. You know, as far as this episode, you know, I think it's a fine episode. It's it's not a standout, but it does have a lot of likable elements to it. Yeah, like I said, it's got a lot of the moments. Like the another one of the moments I really like is um, you know, Picard talking about what the the treaty is. He's like, oh, this isn't you know, law because I think the the she like like hey no, this is this is law. We've got to do exactly what it says. Mm. He's like, I don't know. It's it's a treaty. It's designed to smooth relations, not be a straitjacket. Of course, they cut him off in the middle of that last bit, but the the 
the idea of it is 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 a nice bit in spirit to kind of put out there. Yeah, do you know what I like about that moment actually? I like that it feels like he's just starting to make a great Picard speech where you're really gonna last is one of those great Picard speeches and they just cut him off. It actually adds to the moment that they just cut him off when it feels like he's about to go into one of his great speeches, right? <laughs> and it is like the start of like, okay, that's a really strong opening line, right? That's a great yeah. opening argument. Yeah, and they're just like, no, nah, we don't give a shit about this. You feel like he's about to go into like a measure of a man style of speech, and then mm. they just, he just gets cut off right at the start, and it's like, and it makes it funnier, and it makes the the point of what the aliens are doing, how frustrating they are, uh, really come across. So yeah, all the stuff in the Enterprise for the most part, I really enjoyed, uh, and then the stuff with Data and the planet, like I got the point of it, but it was less entertaining to actually it's, watch. It does its job, and I, you know, I say you get it, but it's just like, eh, okay, we'll just get through this. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, obviously, we love data. We love a lot of data plots. Uh, this is just a case of him getting the, the shorter end of the writing stick in this episode. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it is. But uh, that is the end of the command. Let's have a look and see what's coming next time. And we can see if we've got more to look forward to. Uh, the next episode is called The Survivors. Here's the, okay. here's the description on IMDb. The Enterprise responds to a distress call from Rana 4, a Federation colony that is under attack from an unknown alien ship. When they arrive, they find the entire surface of the planet destroyed, save for a single house and two occupants. That has potential. Hmm. Actually, that, that sounds like a description that could be an original series episode. It does. It also sounds like there's shenanigans afoot. Like, why is this one house still up? Like, yes, and we do love shenanigans. Shenanigans could be could be there. Oh, what's that photo in the uh, photos of this one? Oh, God. Don't tell me it's something terrible. Oh, it must be a, it's a behind-the-scenes photo. I was like, what is this? What? Why is Riker look like he's about to... It's, it's basically it's a bunch of like, set hands like holding like these inflatable mattresses behind Riker. I, I assume he's about to fall down on it, but I just... It, it, I mean, it doesn't look like he's actually falling down in the shot. It looks like he's like doing like a weird march forward. Uh, but it, I mean, it was a thumbnail, literally. Like, I was like, what's that? But What's going on there? It's fine, yeah. it's fine. That's just not that interested. We'll see it. <laughs> but yeah it just means you know he's gonna get knocked down at some point no biggie uh, i'm shocked yeah not into a puddle though those days are over i hope <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> i wouldn't be so sure about that if i were you puddles are only over until it rains evil again <laughs> terrible ah uh, you love it you love it. All right, that's episode two of season three. So we'll be back next time for the next one. So let us know what you thought of this in the comments below. Like and subscribe. All that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can support us for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses. $5 tier, of course, you get early access to a bunch of stuff, including these Star Trek reviews. So go and have a look and see if you're interested. Uh, otherwise, though, make sure you check out the Picard reviews that are happening week to week. And I do with Tara, and check out all the other content we have on the channel and the, the various podcast feeds. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And remember, when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control. <laughs>